I'm pleased to be here. Um, it's a long time since I've done a, a so-called men's meeting. And, uh, you know, first of all, um, I have a, a, a kind of, I guess it's a kind of a unique ministry in the sense that what God called me is that I came to the conclusion a long time ago that there's no age in the spirit. And that the way that God moves is very different from the way that uh, we move in our educational system and the way that we treat our children and so on. When you think of um, education, for example, you start out with kindergarten or childcare in a kindergarten, then you go into first grade and second grade, third grade, going through the grades and then to junior high and senior high and then on to college or university. And that's how we teach our children when it comes to education. And sometimes uh, a lot of religious people try to use the same technique when we try to instruct our children in uh, spiritual things. And I don't think it works that way. Uh, in fact, I'm convinced it doesn't work that way because there is no age in the spirit. And Jesus said some things that go right against our concept um, of these things. For example, he said, except you become as a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. He didn't say unless you become intellectual, go to, go to cemetery, I mean seminary, and uh, get a degree and get a title, then you're qualified to understand the things of God. In fact, he said, uh, I thank you, Father, you hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. So to think that children cannot understand the deep things of God is not really true. And uh, I want to ask you a, a question this evening, gentlemen. Um, what is your greatest asset, do you feel, that is your greatest asset? Anybody know? Your wife, okay. What else? Yeah. What about here on planet Earth? What is your greatest asset? Thank you. Yeah, your children are your greatest asset. You can't take your stocks to heaven with you. You can't take your bank balance. You can't take your business. The only thing you can possibly take to heaven with you are your children. But you can't carry them in, in your arms. You're going to have to show them the way. And um, I know that traditionally, probably in this country, you know, the man goes out and earns the bread and butter and the woman is the one that takes care of the kids. And it's not our job to take care of kids, it's the woman's job to take care of the kids. And yet, Paul says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the fear and training of the Lord. So there is, we're admonished that we have a responsibility to train up our children. And I've noticed that when I go around in a lot of churches that we can get so hyped up in spiritual things that we can actually ignore what's going on with our kids. And, uh, you know, I was raised a little Catholic boy. How many of you ever were Catholics? Anybody here Catholic background? Okay. And uh, I was made to go to church. My mother was Catholic and she made sure we went to church. And um, 
I didn't go to church because I particularly wanted to go to church or I had any real inclination to go to church or I had any spiritual desire to go to church I went to church because mama made me go not the best reason for attending church but then we don't normally give our children a choice on whether they go to church or not do you want to go to church or do you want to stay at home most kids would probably say I want to stay at home or you want to go to church or you want to go to the movies or you want to go to church or you want to play sports you know most kids would choose something other than going to church we actually if we are good parents we make them go to church we expect them to and um, for example you don't say to your kids on Monday do you want to go to school or do you want to stay at home do you want to brush your teeth or not bother for another week do you want to take a shower or leave it for two or three weeks you want to change your socks or underwear or keep them on for a month do you want to have vegetables or shall I give you pizza and ice cream when we give our children choices until we have trained them they're not going to make the right choices unfortunately we're not none of us are are born into this world to make the right choices we don't naturally make the right choices and children don't naturally make the right choices you send your children to school for five days a week six hours a day and then when they get home from school you expect them to do homework is that right? they have to do that to get an education so let me ask you guys this evening what is your responsibility as a father and as a parent on how you can input spiritual reality to your children is your job just to get them through the doors of the building so they can go wandering off out there and just wander all over the place like I see in so many churches and just wander up and down and sit outside and talk teenagers do while everyone else is worshipping God and having a service is that all we need to do is to get them through the doors of the building and then our responsibility is over in the same way as if your child went to school but instead of sitting in the class and being taught they wandered off all over the school and didn't get an education how quickly would you be down at the school saying why is my kid not getting A's and B's they're getting D's and F's what's going on how come they're not getting an education are they goofing off are the teachers no good somehow we seem to get a mental block when it comes to the spiritual side of our responsibility as fathers to train up our children in the way they should go and we let them wonder you say well you know this is a men's meeting 
and normally you know we uh, they go into children's church uh, but they don't have children's church tonight so you know they're free to do whatever normally they go to children's church and someone takes care of them oh people love it free child care I'm looking for the church that offers my kids free child care and lots of fun so they don't get bored and they can just enjoy it but you know what we're not in the free child care business am I right is the church job to give free child care and entertainment to our children what is the job of the church well the job of the church is to is to give my children a spiritual education not really it's our job to do that as fathers and parents the church can help the church can encourage you the church can assist but every one of you fathers here tonight should be able to pastor your own sons and daughters absolutely necessary it is not the Sunday school teacher's responsibility to do that it is not the pastor or the evangelist's responsibility to do that they can help and they can assist but it is our responsibility as fathers to pastor our children you should lead your child into salvation you should lead your child into the baptism of the Holy Spirit you should bring your child in to have an encounter with God so they have a sense of destiny and purpose on their life so they can realize that this is not their mum and dad's church but it's their church too and they are just as important to God as the big people are you've got to be able to show your children that when God gives them the Holy Ghost he doesn't give them a baby version or a junior version he gives them the same Holy Ghost as he gave the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter or any great man and woman of God because you see when we allow our children to do that to goof off we are encouraging them well as long as they don't make a noise they can play with their toys they can fiddle around with their little game boys in the church they can walk in and out they can read, they can nap, they can do no listen, you're teaching the kids you're coming to church for the wrong reason I want to tell you kids this evening you don't come to church to hang out with your friends hello you don't come to church to goof off and play around with other kids hello you don't come to church to sleep you don't come to church to walk around the building you don't come to church to sit there and giggle and laugh you come to church to meet with God alongside God's people because God expects you young people to worship him and to be trained and equipped so you can become radical, anointed and powerful for him so we need to do that as I say I went to church for the wrong reasons I was made to go and then I remember my sister was four years older than me and she in the Catholic Church there comes a time in a child's life when they make their first communion and the little girls dress up with a little white veil like a little wedding dress and the little boys are dressed in white, white sort of silk shirts and pants and they have their first communion and afterwards 
you know, they go and have their first, their communion breakfast. After they make their first, they go and have a breakfast in the fellowship hall. And I remember when my sister made her first communion, I said, Mom, I want to make my first communion. I want to do it now, now, now. She said, you can't, you're too young. Well, you must have thought, wow, he's only a little kid. He's only, I was only about, well, probably about five. She must have thought, wow, he's spiritual. No, the reason why I wanted to make the first communion because I saw them go into the fellowship hall for that breakfast and I wanted some of that breakfast. It looked good to me. They were eating eggs and bacon and sausage and all that kind of stuff and I was getting hungry. So I wanted to make my first communion for the wrong reason because I wanted the breakfast. And then as I got a little bit older, I decided I wanted to become an altar boy. Now in the Catholic Church you get these little boys and they wear these little uh, long gown things and they carry candles and stuff and they, they assist the priest in, in the service on the altar. You must have thought, wow, he must be getting real spiritual now. He wants to be an altar boy. And I actually became an altar boy. But the reason I wanted to be an altar boy was not because I was spiritual, but I found out that altar boys got to go to the zoo and got to go to the circus and got to go to the theatre for free. It was part of the, of the, you know, the what is it they call it? The, the perks, yeah. And I was interested in the perks. Wrong reason. Wrong reason. So all through my religious instruction and my Catholic upbringing, I didn't know God. And I didn't know Jesus. I knew a little bit about the stories of Jesus. I knew that he died on the cross for the sins of the world and a little few other things. But I never knew God until I had an encounter when I was 25 years of age. So 25 years of my life I missed being used by God because my mother didn't know how to bring me into the things of God because she didn't know God either. She was just a little religious lady. So the only excuse that we have today of not bringing our children into a place where they can know God is if we don't know God either. But if we claim to know God and we claim to love God, then we have a responsibility under God to bring our children into a place where they know God. The only thing that you can really offer your children the most valuable thing is true salvation some of you guys here may be wealthy and well off you have a business you can pass your business on to your son you can pass your your inheritance on to your son you can pass a lot of uh, worldly goods on to your to your son or your daughter or your children which is great great, I'm not against that, wonderful you can do it, but not everybody is in that position some of you may just have a regular job where you're not going to be able to give an inheritance to your children, but I tell you what, you can give them a spiritual inheritance and I want to tell you kids listen to me tonight that 
you are already standing on the shoulders of your dads if you take the real thing because you see you're getting to hear stuff today if you open your ears and listen that we never got to hear because we weren't even Christians when we were your age, many of us. So you have a jump start. You have an advantage. So let me tell you what I do when I usually start having a meeting. First thing I do is I lay down the rules. Because kids need rules. So these are the rules that I lay down. No talking while I'm preaching absolutely forbidden no crying griping or whining absolutely forbidden no playing with toys pocket video games or anything like or colouring in colouring books absolutely forbidden no getting up and wandering around all over the place absolutely forbidden no rolling on the floor turning around poking other kids absolutely forbidden no going out to the bathroom five or six times you're not allowed to do it in school why should you be allowed to do it in church should we not give the Holy Spirit more honour than the school teacher And the only way that you're allowed to go to the bathroom is if it's an emergency, not because you're bored. And we will know if it's an emergency because if it's an emergency, your face will turn green and you will walk funny. And if I see anybody breaking the rules, I will call for a ten, big fat ten-ton angel to drop down from heaven and squash you. So if you don't want to be squashed by an angel then you have to obey the rules. And kids should not be allowed to sit at the back in the corner. Only backsliders sit at the back. I'm not saying that everybody that sits at the back is a backslider but I want to tell you if backsliders are in the church they're going to be at the back. Hello? See, your kids should sit with you. Hello? Not sit with a bunch of kids sitting together in one corner over there messing around, talking to each other. They should be sitting with you. Evelyn Hammond, the wife of Dr. Bill Hammond, said this. She said, when my, they had four kids. She said, when my kids were young, I told them, listen, when we go to church, you will be there. There's no argument about it. You will be there. When the doors are open, you will be there. And you will not sit at the back and chew gum and pass notes you will sit with us and when we praise the Lord you will praise the Lord and when we worship God you will worship God and when we raise our hands you will raise their hands and she said if they wouldn't raise their hands I'd pinch them under the elbows and their hands would go up in the air and they'd say, people would say oh, look at the and, the and they'd say oh look at the and the tears would run down their face and the people would say oh look at the anointing on those children she said it wasn't anointing they were in pain because if she did it today she'd be arrested for child abuse but I want to tell you all their children now are in full time ministry now you can't force kids to become Christians you can't twist their arms we're not, we're not some kind of uh, 
fanatical religions like some of the religions of the world where you're, you know, you either become one of them or they blow you away or they force you or torture you to, to obey the rules. This is not what Christianity is about. But I want to, you have to provoke your children. You've got to train them up. You've got to make disciples of them. You have to discipline them, which is discipling. Because it's not about just going to church. It's about destiny and it's about purpose. When you tuck your kids in at night, say, You have a destiny. Well, we do. The Christian, the Christian uh, uh, faith is not come to church, keep your nose clean, sing a few songs and go home and try and try out of trouble. That's not Christianity. Come on. It must be more than that. It's not just going to church. We've got plenty of that in this country. Sunday morning church. Oh yes, they go to church Sunday morning with their Bibles tucked under their arms, sing their hymns, put their money in the offering and go home and stay out of trouble. That's not Christianity. Christianity is to turn the world upside down. And it's not by blowing people away and becoming terrorists and becoming suicide bombers. It is having the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus and the passion of God so that we can reach souls with miracles signs and wonders and the power of God and kids can do that too they can do that too see we say today to people don't look at me because you'll be disappointed don't follow me keep your eyes on Jesus Well, Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. So we have to be an example. I, um, I listen to the news media a lot. It kind of depresses me most of the time that's on there, but I have to because I don't want to be one of these Christian people that live in a little subculture Christian world locked between the four walls of a church and don't understand what's going on out there in the big bad world. And so I listen and I, I go to the news medias and I find out the things that they're saying. And I watch the Fox News channel and other than the CNN and that just, just to find out what's going on. And I listen to these guys and some of them are okay. They go part of the way but they don't really, none of them really get it. Really get it. And I listen to people like Bill O'Reilly, who's pretty radical in some people's eyes, but he doesn't really get it. And I know that Bill O'Reilly is very strong on, he's very protective of children and he's very concerned about the sexual, sexual abuse of children and how children are being abused and the, the predators that, that abuse children. But he still doesn't get it because what he says, he says, I am concerned about children. He says, what adults do, I couldn't care less. What the big people do, I couldn't care less. I am trying to protect our children. But you see, what adults do is not couldn't care less. It's very important because adults are supposed to be a mentor to the children. You can't say to a, a, a little kid, hey listen, I do drugs, I fornicate, I, I watch porn and I do all this. You can't do that yet because you're not old enough. 
but wait till you're older. What's the kid going to say? I want to try it now. I want to try it now. See, they've got to know that this is wrong, not just for kids because you're not old enough. It's wrong, period. Whatever age you are. Adultery, fornication, pornography and all the other junk that we have in this decadent society that we live in. See, we've got to bring our kids to a place where, you know, I wrote a little booklet called Radical Living in a Godless Society. How many of you know that we live in a godless society today? Godless. Secular means godless. Let's give it its real name. A secular society is a godless society. The only way that we can live victoriously in a godless society is to be radical but people don't like that word it scares them but we've got to be radically passionate for the things of God we've got to be bold warriors for the Lord and our children have to be the same we can't be little nampy pampy church going people that you know just play, sing our little hymns and jump our little jump up and down inside the church we've got to take our faith into the marketplace the ACLU which is called the American Civil Liberties Union but it's really the anti-Christian leftist union well it is wants to get rid of God out of the government out of the law courts out of the educational system and out of the marketplace and lock him up in the four walls of a cemetery I mean a seminary or a church because that way he's not going to be much trouble but you see our God is not just the God of Christians he's the God of the universe and he's not supposed to have equal access to the media he's supposed to have supreme access so we're in a war we're in a spiritual war we're in a battle and we can't just sing our songs and say we love you Jesus you know you take we don't want the world we don't want our you know we just want Jesus and the devil says thank you very much I'll take your cities I'll take your communities I'll take your, I'll take your streets I'll take your you know I'll take your culture we're not we're supposed to be light and salt to this world and our children <laughs> our children are to be arrows in the hands of a warrior we are to train our children up in the way they should go not the way they may want to go or the way some of their friends may want them to go or the way our decadent culture says they should go but the way they should go which is God's way and then when they're old the word old in the King James is not a very good translation it really means when they are old enough to make their own decisions when they've reached the age of independence or, or adulthood they will not depart from it listen we don't want to have to go through the prodigal son scenario prepare is better than repair an offence at the top of the cliff is better than an ambulance service at the bottom see if we if we prepare our children and train them while they're young we won't be running down the streets trying to repair them when they've gone off 
bad or got into drugs or our teenage girls have gotten pregnant or they're in you know halfway houses or last hope places see Bill Wilson I don't know if you know who Bill Wilson is how many of you might know him Bill Wilson I've been in conferences with Bill he has a, a huge ministry in New York in New York in the Bronx 17,000 kids from drug uh, houses and, and parents that are messed up and he has cyborg Sunday school with these kids and so on been doing it for years if Bill Wilson was to come to your church and you invited him come his fee would be 20 grand per meeting $20,000 it would cost you to have Bill Wilson come because repair ministry is very very expensive prepare ministry is much cheaper to have me come only cost you $10,000 just kidding but I mean it, see what I mean you know you can if you begin to invest in your children's spiritual future now it's much cheaper than trying to pay all the money to the people that are trying to bring your kids out of drug addiction or whatever gangs and all the bad stuff or trying to protect your your young daughter for becoming um, you know a sex fiend or whatever prepare is much better than repair and we've got to be able to mentor our kids that way so you know you fathers have a tremendous responsibility because your kids are given to you by God on loan mm-hmm. and we are going to be held responsible for what happens to our children well we raised our kids the best way we could have to let the Lord take care of them now you don't raise kids well you do but raising kids is like a farmer he raises chickens, he raises crops, he raises cattle but raising children will not make them spiritual bringing them to church will not make them spiritual they don't become spiritual by some kind of osmosis you train them up you make disciples you disciple them you introduce them to the reality of God and the power of God and the presence of God and the anointing of God and the supernatural realm and the angels and the visitations which see and if we don't experience that how can we expect our kids to experience it if we come to church on Sunday we're going hallelujah praise God and at home we're fighting with our, with our wife and arguing and and we're running, we're around sick and we're having problems and we're, stri- we're, str- we're stressed out and we're having financial problems and we're saying, praise God, Jesus is on the throne. And the kids are going to go, what? They've got to know God in such a way that they say, I want to know the God that my mum and dad does. I know that God blesses my mum and dad. I see his hand upon them. I see how he blesses them at home. I see how his anointing is upon them. I see how they get blessed and, and he heals them and they get blessed financially. I want to know that God too. I want to know the God like my mum does, like my dad does. That's what's going to do it. So it's not how good the meetings are in this auditorium. It's how powerful is God in our home. Because the strength of the church is in the strength of the home, in the family. That's where it's at. 
Is God real in our home? Do we have a family altar? Because God come down and visit us. Can you walk into the room and see angels around at home? Do you sing and worship God around the kitchen sink? Or do you just wait till you get a whole bunch of musicians up here to get you to worship and jump into worship? You see how we can get religious and not get into reality? See, when you come together, every one of you has a song, a song, a testimony, a revelation. Because you see, when you come together, when you come together corporately like we do tonight and on Sundays, we should come together with a testimony on how God has been blessing us during the week in our jobs and in our home and in our family. Not coming together with dirty diapers saying, I messed my diapers up, Pastor, can you clean me up again? Because pastors get tired of cleaning up stinking diapers when, when adults are wearing them, when they shouldn't be wearing them anymore. Well, it's true. It's true. How many people... Oh, Pastor, I've had a hard time this week. The devil's been jumping all over me. My kids are all messed up. Please pray for me. Trying to get some quick prayer to solve their problems. They come with poopy diapers on every week. And, you know, I don't... Who wants that kind of a job? Cleaning up diapers, especially on adults. I mean, it's bad enough on babies, let alone adults. When we come together, it should be, it'll be an explosion and our kids will be just so excited. I want to testify. I want to tell you what God's done in, at school this week and how, you know, like I was, when I was in, in, in um, Hawaii a few months ago and I had two conferences there and the second conference, they, came, they wanted me to come back because the first one was so good and, and the, you know, I mean, all this gold dust came upon the kids and silver and, and purple, they were all covered in it. I mean, it was you know, and they went to the schools, and the little girls went to the school the next day, and they got this gold dust all over the kids. What, what's going on? Oh, Jesus, Jesus! Did. And they start praying for these kids, and the kids are getting saved, and they're all getting covered in this gold dust. It's going all through the school, through the public school. All these kids are getting saved. Hello, that's fun. <laughs> well, you'll see some of that when Kathy gets here. She gets covered in it all the time. But, you know, I mean, one little boy came to my meeting when he was 10 years of age and God spoke to him in the meeting and said, I want you to preach to all the kids in your school, all the kids in your neighborhood, and all the kids in your town, and when you're older, I'll send you to be a missionary. And he came back two years later when he was 12 and his parents came to me and said he's led over 100 children to the Lord. Hello? Come on. I've seen kids cast out devils. Hey, have you ever cast out any devils? It's fun. It is. It's fun. It's exciting. Not boring. Definitely not boring casting out demons. Well, I mean, it's boring sitting in church listening to someone spout like me all day. It's not boring when you have to do things. When little Zoe, eight years of age, when I was speaking in the Kenneth Copeland Convention in Brighton some years ago, eight years ago, got filled with the Holy Ghost came out of the, the meeting that I had with them the adults were coming out of their meeting she saw a man in a wheelchair went up behind him laid hands and said get out that wheelchair in the name of Jesus he jumped out the wheelchair after being crippled for six years that's exciting eight years of age got a man out of a wheelchair in my meetings we have a miracle service 
with the kids and I teach the kids and these kids lay hands we've had so many deaf people healed it's, it's unreal blind people healed people in pain for years instantly healed all kinds of miracles not because Benny Hinn came into town or Todd Bentley or someone like that but God used the laying on of sticky fingers which is kids I mean you get a kid and oh well how oh Mr. Walters oh wow I, pr- I prayed for 10 people and they all got healed whoa how did you do that I don't know it happened they get excited I was in a big church uh, just a few months ago and the pastor's son he was a sweet boy but I mean he was totally disillusioned with the church I'm disillusioned I mean you could see he was just about to you know that's it I don't want any more of this I want to tell you by the time I mean he got he got zapped uh, and the God came all over and he got zapped by Sunday night he was weeping he was praying for people and they were getting healed he couldn't believe it I mean he was so 15 years of age he was so excited he was like all stirred up because you see it never happened to him before because there had been no opportunity in the church for that to happen if you get new wine you have to make the wine skin and you know what happens when you, when you do that in the church you don't keep it in the church you take it out in the marketplace like my little son my grandson Zion when we were we were eating at one of those um, like Golden Corral places or whatever it is Ryan Steakhouse they like to go there my two grandsons and, and uh, he said to me Papa he said can I go and get some dessert so I said sure so off he goes and suddenly I turn around and there's a man in a wheelchair and Zion's got his hands on him like this he's praying for him in the wheelchair eight years of age he was at the time that's what makes it exciting when we get rid of this idea of church being the building you're the church you don't go to church you are the church hello see God can turn wimps into warriors chickens into champions dorks into dragon slayers geeks into god chasers and he can take ordinary people and make them extraordinary God looks at our young people and he says champion dragon slayer warrior world changer you say my son a world changer he can't even change his socks God says world changer see we've got to look through God's eyes God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the things which are despised as God chosen and the things which are not or count as nothing to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence not many mighty not many noble are called God has chosen the foolish and the weak well who are the foolish and the weak yeah but who are considered to be the foolish children the Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child you don't go up to a little child and say oh fount of all wisdom speak to me I, wanna, I want wisdom give me wisdom I need wisdom they're not known for their wisdom that's why they go to school so they won't end up being dummies kids are dumb and teenagers are dumb well 
I can tell you teenagers are dumb because when they have a problem, who do they normally go to for advice? Their friends, that's dumb. They're supposed to go to someone that has wisdom. And they're weak. They're muscle. They don't have muscles like Arnold Schwarzenegger compared with adults. They're, they're not, you know, they're not powerful. God says, I can use them. See, I can use anybody. I used a donkey once. Another time I used a rooster. Another time I used a bush. And it wasn't President Bush. Another time I used a stick or a rod. Said God can use donkeys and sticks and bushes and roosters. There's hope for you guys. All you've got to say is, ee-oh, ee-oh, ee-oh. God can use you. And listen, if God can use the children, there's hope for you dads. You all qualify. Every one of you qualify. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we've got to pay the price. We have, you know, I mean, we invest in our kids. Oh, I tell you, we do. Sports, games, toys all the things that they want guitars and whatever we invest in them we don't we spend you know when the Harry Potter book came out 26 million copies were sold over one weekend at $20 a book that's 460 million dollars were sold over one weekend and a lot of religious people bought the Harry Potter book for their kids and yet how much money is spent Invested. Let me not use the word spent because it's not spending, is it? How much do we invest in our children's spiritual future? Really? It's pathetic. Not prophetic, but pathetic. Satan spends millions of dollars to steal our children, to kill and destroy them. He's got MTV. He's got the media. He's got the entertainment business. He's got the rap musicians and all that all out to I mean millions of dollars invested and yet parents won't even bother to buy a book on how to train up a child or how they can train up their children they won't oh no you know let's go to the mall and eat you know we can't do that won't they won't come and pay for a seminar to be trained so many of them and then they wonder why the church you know what? 90% of all children that hear the gospel get saved. 7% of adults get saved. And yet 90% of all finances and giftings are put into the, children, into the adult ministry. And the rest. See, Jesus said, feed my lambs first. Then he said, feed my sheep. Who are the lambs? The children. Yet the church has fed the sheep first and thrown crumb to the, crumbs to the lambs. When Jesus was about to preach a sermon on the mount, he didn't say, by the way, Peter, get the women to take the children out now before I begin to minister. He said, let the children come to me and forbid them not. There wasn't a man making animal balloons for children under a tree when he was preaching. Come on. They didn't have to go to children's church to find the little boy with the loaves and the fishes. Get the children out of here. Get them, you know, let the women take care of them. No, we have to train them up. They are to be part of the body. They're not God's little league. They're not God's pretend church. They're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today and the leaders of tomorrow. 
So gentlemen, with your wives, you have a responsibility to train up these kids. Listen to me. Don't sit there and go, oh, oh, yeah, and then still let your kids run off and do what they want. Listen, you've got to sit down with your kids and you've got to say, listen, I've not been doing it right. The rules are changing. You're too precious to me and you're too precious to God and I'm not going to allow the devil to come still kill and destroy my seed. You're my godly seed and you may get mad with me but no longer are you going to be allowed to goof off. No longer are you going to be allowed to run off and run in and out and do what you like. You're going to pay attention and you're going to be fed and you're going to be trained. See, when you let your kid run in and out in and out anytime he wants to, he's doing his thing. But you see, he's got to learn to do your thing, God's thing, see. God's thing. You say, well, my kid has ADD. That's the problem. Well, you can soon, soon, you can soon stop that. ADD, adult discipline deficiency. It's easy to rectify. Well, in most cases, not every case, but in a lot of cases it is. It's easier to drug your kids than to disciple them and train them up. Come on. How many of you ju- how many of you guys get mad with your kid and yell at them? Hello? You know, you're sitting down, you've been working, or you're sitting down watching the sports and stuff, they're playing around, and you, you're supposed to get up and make a little effort to say, come here, I want to minister to you. It's ministry time, my son. Come here. I love you. I really do. And God has a special place of ministry. There's a special place on you kids for ministry. Do you know where it is? It's on your bottom. See, if you yell at your kids ten times and finally they still take no notice of you and by the time, you know, by the time you are ready to discipline them, you can't do it because you'll probably kill them because you've blown it or your wife's gotten mad and she's having a heart attack or break, break the blood vessel. So the, the difficulty is, you see, this is it. We feel justi- We only feel justified in, in disciplining our children when we're mad at them. But that's the wrong time to do it, not when you're mad at them because then you become abusive. You do it when you're calm and you're sweet. And you say, come here, my son. I want to discipline you. I'm not mad. I'm just training you. I'm teaching you how to obey. I don't have to say one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, and then, you know, like, Johnny, stop teasing your sister. He takes no notice. Johnny, will you stop teasing your sister? He still says, Johnny, will you stop teasing your sister? Mommy's teasing me again. Will Johnny, will you stop it? Johnny, will you stop it? Will you stop it? And he says, why are you always shouting at me? By that time, you can't do anything because you're like, and then you've got these parents that go around saying I love my kid but I don't like them they're driving me crazy I can't stand them I don't even want to be around them I love them but I can't stand them I just don't like my kids you're supposed to enjoy them but if they're like that it's not their fault it's our fault listen if you can train a dog to obey you if you can train a horse to obey you you can train a child. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
don't obey your parents because they're perfect because nobody has perfect parents except my two daughters just kidding that you obey your parents in the Lord for the Lord's sake honor your father and your mother for it is the first commandment we promise that it may be well with you and you will live long on the earth you want to live a long happy life obey your parents and honor them you want to live a short life and a miserable life cuss them out, disobey them and be rebellious you won't last long that's what the Bible says so anyway I thought I'd share those little things with you I didn't even actually open up the word I meant to tonight but I just um, wanted to share some of those things with you um, we're, going to, we're going to have some prayer in a minute but the, the most important thing is see, it's, not, it's not just the rules it's the, it's the anointing see there's a call for us to know God not just know about God but to know him but anyway before we get into that I just want to mention you know there's a table out there and I've written some of the materials and some of these materials are are really good like I said we've got a few of these radical living books I've only bought a few with me there's not that many there's Children of Flame which is a historic account of children in revival in the Wesleyan revival and also the ones that I've seen in my life with revival some of the stories I've told you there's a lot more stories I could tell you about how God moved on kids and teens this book was the most popular book in the Brownsville revival uh, they sold they bought loads of these and sold them they were very very popular Children of Flame um you understand about revival, understanding revival, the anointing in you is all about revival. I've got some of those, and I've got kids in combat out there. And then we've got some tremendous um, Bible, illustrated Bible study books that I'll probably talk about over the weekend a little bit. But these are the most popular books that we have. They're in several different languages now. There's hundreds of thousands of them in print. There's six of them now. They're self-study books, but I always get parents to do it with them they're illustrated don't be put off by the cartoons even parents have read these books and said I've learned from these what does it mean to be a Christian fact or fantasy how to defend your faith it talks about other religions and how do we know the Bible is true it's to prove that what we believe is based upon facts and not fantasy the armor of God how you can have be that warrior and dragon slaying soldier for the Lord the fruit of the spirit how to have the fruit of the spirit in your life the prayer manual how to be a great global intercessor and kids can pray powerfully and uh, the gifts of the spirit the only book that I know in existence where it's, you can teach children the baptism and the gifts of the spirit these supernatural gifts of the spirit it's also great for adults all these are good for adults so anyway there's uh, good good stuff in those books so check them out afterwards and um, and I think they'll benefit uh, you as a family and your children and I'm going to we're going to have some ministry in a moment but once we have the ministry um, it's going to get uh, you know you know what happens when, when, when the Holy Ghost comes things can get sort of you know you never know what's going to happen because God's going to do some things tonight right uh, once we start that ministry it'll uh, it could be kind of hard to finish like you can't 
it's hard to close a service because we don't really we're not having a service we're having a meeting and while God is here we're meeting and when God will move on different people and you'll get something from God and when you're finished you can quietly begin to leave and so forth and so on and it might carry on so it may not come to a proper end and so um, Dean asked me about you know he talked about the offering and uh, I said well he said, "Should we take it up?" I said, "Don't take it up before I get get before I get up, because I want people to know what I'm about, so that they will understand about investing in our ministry, or investing in their kids, rather than just putting their money in the pocket and throwing something in the offering. Because I believe that all offerings should be supernatural anyway. You do you do what God tells you to do, not what some preacher tells you to do, but what God tells you to do. And if you if you learn to hear God's voice, He'll tell you. And um, if we try to do it at the end, it might be difficult. So I just want to uh, pass it to him so he can take up the offering. And I believe uh, he's going to make a check out to the church and then he'll give me one. If you're paying by check, make it up to the church and then give me one check. If you want to make a, a debit card uh, donation, then you can come to the book table afterwards and do that if you want to. But um, as I said, you know, there's been such a little investment in our children and, and that their value, their most valuable asset is our family and it's worth investing in them and this kind of ministry is the thing that does that so just pray and ask the Lord what he would have you do and then just obey him if he gives you two figures ask him what, ask him what you have you to do and ask him what does he want you to give if he gives you two figures the lowest figure is usually the devil and the highest figure is usually God and if you're not sure which one is which, add them together Anyway, can I... Uh, where's Dean? Thank you, Dean. And then we're going to have some ministry. So don't go rushing off. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again. Lord, I thank you for this word um, that you've given us, Lord. It's, it's your word spoken to us through our brother, Lord, but, but from you. And, and I thank you for it. And we just ask right now, Lord, that you would just move on each person here's heart, Lord, and really do speak to them, Lord. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So I just pray that by your Spirit, you lead in what you would have to give to bless our brother. And we ask that this would truly be a blessing to him tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I was actually supposed to tag team worship with uh, Joe. He was supposed to sing one song, and then I was supposed to get up there and, and sing one. Um, he kind of hogged the mic, <laughs> so I didn't get to, I didn't get to sing. But uh <laughs> oh, really? guys enjoying this evening? My backslidden son's over there in the far corner. <laughs> He's not backslidden at all. And I'll tell you what, I agree 100% with um, what um, our brother was saying about children's church, but I do praise God that in this church, our kids leave to get trained. And, uh, and that doesn't take away our responsibility to train them, but they get the meat of the word. They 
certainly don't get pizza parties here. Yeah, amen. And then they come back in the service. And if you're not from this church, they lay hands on the sick, and the sick recover. And they give prophetic words, and they really do operate in the spirit. And uh, sometimes put the adults to shame. So we praise God for that. So, All right, you want to uh, bring it back and take that in the front? Absolutely. Yeah, there's almost um, not enough that we can do, you know, to uh, because of the of the uh, you know things. Years ago, you could get away with a lot of things with our kids that you can't do today because the stakes are much higher, really, really much higher, and they're they're under tremendous attack. So we've really got to watch over them and uh, never be satisfied with you know. There's always more we can we can do for them, more that we can give them. But um, it is getting them involved, and uh, you know, kids going on mission trips. I mean, even young ones. We had seven-year-olds going on mission trips before, and uh, thank you. And uh, kids casting out devils and preaching. When I was in South Africa. I was in Durban, South Africa some uh, years ago and pastor said to me, Fred Roberts, he said, you know, six months before you came, a five-year-old got up and preached for 45 minutes to our congregation of 5,000 people under the anointing. I have a friend of mine called Bo Daniels who preached his first sermon when he was seven, went into full-time ministry when he was nine and he celebrated 50 years of ministry about five or six years ago. So don't tell me that, you know, God can't use young people. It's not true. They say he can use anybody. But you know, um, How many of you kids know that? How many of you kids have ever been thirsty? How many of you kids have said to your mum or dad, Mum, I'm dying of thirst? How many hands up has ever said, I'm dying of thirst? Okay, you were lying, of course, you weren't, but you thought you were. All right. What would you have done, kids, if your mother said, she gave you a drink and said, Right, now don't come back till tomorrow, that's got to last you for till next week, till tomorrow? Would that work for you? No. How many times do you need to drink a day? More than once? Yeah, that's right. Need to drink a lot of times. Because first of all, you get more thirsty. Secondly, you leak, so you have to have more liquid, right? And what's true in the natural is also true in the spiritual, right? It's no good saying, oh, well, you know, we're all right because uh, three years ago, the Holy Ghost came and we had an awesome time and we got filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, you need fresh oil and fresh drinking every day. You have to eat every day, right? And drink every day to survive. You have to eat several times a day. And you have to drink several times a day to survive and to live. So what's true in the natural is also true in the spiritual. We have to eat of the Word of God and drink of the Spirit on a frequent basis not just once a week or once a month it's got to be daily 
be filled with the Spirit, the Bible says it means to be continually filled with the Spirit. And only thirsty people drink and only hungry people eat. And the amazing thing about Christianity is that you can be satisfied and yet you're never really satisfied because there's always more because God is the God of much more. I was in Scotland one time and I, I, was, I shouldn't have done it but it came out. I said God is a God of abundance. He's not a Scotsman. He's not stingy. And it went over like a lead balloon. And I know, I know they didn't like it by the offering they gave me. They really punished me. But it's true God doesn't, listen, heaven is not deacon possessed. There's not a board of deacons in heaven who say, sorry Lord, we're out of it. There's not enough to go round. We've got to restock. There is more. So whatever you guys are experiencing right now, whatever you've had in the past, there is more. If you have been saved by his death, it says in Romans, much more you shall be saved through his life. There is much more. Well, I'm Baptist, you know, and that's all I need. I'll live a Baptist, I'll die a Baptist, and I'll go to Baptist heaven. Well, good for you. See, it's not about denominations. It's about more. If you're hungry for God, there is more. If you're thirsty for God, there is more. It's not just having a Bible under your arm and saying, well, I just believe the Word of God. You have to drink of the Spirit. You've got to be led by the Spirit. We've got to become supernatural beings because we're called into a supernatural walk with God. And as Kathy says, she says, I believe in Holy Ghost earthquakes. She says, I believe in angelic visitations. I believe in the manifestations of the Holy Spirit are to be part of my life as they were of the early church. That's what makes Christianity exciting. I was in a meeting once with a bunch of, of teenagers that were goofy, 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 goofy. And I thought, oh Lord, how can I get this? There's a lock-in over a weekend. I thought, how can I get their attention? So I said, right, how many of you believe in the supernatural? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were church-wise kids. They knew how to give the right answers. It's like, you know, kids can be church-wise. They know how to give the answers to the questions. Little Johnny goes to school, you know, and he says, guess what? I can say my ABCs. You can wow, let me hear you. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P. You go, wow, you're so clever. You can say your ABCs. Can you count to 10? I can count to 100. Do you want to hear me? Well, not right now, but I take your word for it. You know, little kids love to please the teacher. So they come into church and you say to little Johnny, Johnny, do you love Jesus? Uh-huh. Have you got Jesus in your heart? Uh-huh. Because he knows that's the right answer. That's how many churches are. They give them education. If little Johnny doesn't love Jesus, he's not going to let on. If you say to little Johnny, do you love Jesus? No, I don't. I love the devil. He's not going to say that even if it's true. Because you jump over him and try and cast the devil out of him. So anyway, I said to these teenagers, when they said they believe in the supernatural, I said, right, before this weekend is over, you are going to see the supernatural happen. That got their attention. And a little, a little 
religious demon whispered in my ear and says, How do you know that? That's presumption. You can't say that. That is presumption. But I knew that God was not happy with where those kids were and I knew that something was going to happen. I didn't know what it was. Then I thought maybe by Sunday we'd have a breakthrough. This was Friday night. I just finished preaching that Friday night. There's a 15 year old boy sitting on the front row. He suddenly turned around and goes, Ah, look, there's Jesus. I can see Jesus. He freaked out with the other kids going, Whoa. Well, I mean, if you turn around and saw Jesus stand behind you or an eight foot angel, you straighten up real quick wouldn't you get your attention see God makes signs happen the Bible talks about signs and wonders right well he, may, he shows you a sign to make you wonder I mean I've seen some strange things in meetings I was in another meeting there's a, praying for these kids and they're on the floor I've seen kids stuck to the floor they couldn't get up for hours one kid, you know, his foot like this wouldn't move. The other foot wouldn't move. One kid trying to get up and falling on the floor like going along the ground like a crab. Bump, I've seen them bumping down the steps on, the, on their backs. I've seen them frozen like this. They can't move. You say, what's the point of that? Where's that in the Bible? It's a sign. Attention getter. That the little girl who was stuck on the floor at the end of a meeting and Kathy said to her, what's going on? She says, I can't get up. I can't get up. So Kathy said, well, I can't help you. Is God saying anything to you? She says, well, the only thing I can think of, I said to my mother the other week, I don't believe that God is real. But I know he's real because he's stronger than me. I can't get up. She could feel her hand holding her down on the ground. So Kathy said, well, maybe you acknowledge that God is real. He lets you get up. So she said, please God, I believe you. I believe you. Please let me get up. And the hand lifted and she got up on her little feet. You could see it in her face. Man, I'm out of here. And she took off. Well, she tried to take off. She went, but her feet were stuck. They wouldn't move. And I happened to go by and said, honey, the Lord wants you to walk in his way. She says, that's another thing I said to my mother. I don't want to walk this way. But she said, God, I will, I will. And as soon as she said that, her feet came unglued. And she was able to go out that door. See, God came for both those statements to get her attention. Another little boy lying on the floor. He's been on the floor and suddenly he screams out, Ah, my legs are burning! My legs are burning! My legs are burning! Women began up, come run, rushed up, began to pray over him and I picked him up and said, Lord, just take this tormenting thing away right now in Jesus' name. And suddenly his face went all peaceful and he lay back down on the floor. About ten minutes later he got up and he pulled my sleeve and he said, Mr. Walters, can I testify? I said, sure, son, what, what's going on? He said, I went to hell. And he said there were these flames that were burning my legs and there were creatures with claws and they were clawing my legs. He said, and suddenly you prayed and I went from hell into heaven and I saw Jesus and I saw the angels and I saw my grandfather and I saw my uncle and it was awesome. I've heard people walk out and get mad. don't like it. In that book, Children of Flame, we've had a lot of kids see heaven and hell. Children of Flame, a little girl getting up for school one morning in 1757 it was 10 years of age 11 years of age getting to school 6 o'clock in the morning suddenly she lost her sight then she lost her hearing then she lost her speech then she lost all sense of motion the doctor came and examined and said she was dead 6 hours later at 12 o'clock she came to and told this amazing story how she went to heaven and hell it's, it's there in, in, in Wesley's journals amazing when I was in Aruba one year they brought this girl up on the platform at 17, 18 years of age shaking and crying she said God took me to hell I didn't want to go I said Lord I don't want to see hell he said I want to show you hell I don't want to see hell I need to show it to you and then she began to warn all the teenagers in their church big assembly of God church how to get right and 
that hell was real. We've had kids see heaven taken up in chariots. In Ireland, all these kids went red, bright red, from their feet up to their faces, and they began to mime. And they had playing instruments in the spirit. Amazing, supernatural things happening. I was in another meeting. We'd just taken a break, and these kids brought this little boy, he's about five years of age. They said, Mr. Waters, he can't talk. I said, what do you mean he can't talk? They said, he can't talk. The kid's going, ah, 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 ah. I said, has he always been like that? They said, no. He was talking all the time in the beginning when you were preaching. This is absolutely true as I stand here. I looked at him and I said, were you saying stupid things? Were you saying things that God wouldn't want you to say? I said, son, you better repent. He's only about five. So he closed his eyes, and I guess he repented in his heart. Then I laid hands on him. I said, Lord, just give me his voice back. Suddenly he went, oh, I can talk, I can talk. I've had people grab their kids and walked out. Well, I want to tell you, kids don't go to heaven because they're cute. Hello? The only way to get to heaven is when they've repented of their sins and had Jesus wash their sins away and they've accepted him as their Lord and Savior. That's how they get to heaven. Daddy can't take you to heaven. Mummy can't take you to heaven. You don't go to heaven because your dad is a Christian or your dad is a preacher. I preached about lost, lost, lost preachers' kids in one meeting. And I could tell you some of the people that, that some of the kids of the preachers that you know personally that were there blew people away. Lost preachers' kids. Church-wise, knew all the answers, gone through the motions. See, can't play games anymore. There's more, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. God's raising up an army today. Have you joined God's army? Are you a warrior in God's army? Is the devil jumping on you or are you jumping on the devil? Do you know how to put your armor on and become powerful for God? Do you know God's got armor that fits every size of kid? Do you know we're all called to be soldiers in God's army? Every one of us. The church is a family. The church is many things, but the church is also an army. He that is called to be a soldier does not get entangled with the affairs of the world. And when kids, it's their toys and games and sports. Nothing wrong with them, but when you get wrapped up in them and that takes most of your energy and time, you can't be in God's army. To be in God's army, you have to be a soldier first. The church has been AWOL for too long. There are many people that are not in God's army. They're civilians and they come as they please and they go as they please. But when you're under divine orders, you're, you're, you're a military person because we are in a battle. We are in a war, spiritual war. And we've got to become part of that army. Will you stand with me, please? We're going to see what the Holy Ghost will do tonight. I would like to pray for anybody that feels that they need to make that commitment to say, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm in God's army. I want to join. I want to enlist in God's army tonight. I want to pledge my allegiance 
to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say, God, I don't want to just be a churchgoer. I don't just want to learn to have it. I really want to be out there on the front battlefield. I want to, to become the devil's worst nightmare and I want to have adventures with God. I want to do more than just church. Who's ready to join God's army tonight? If you're ready, come on out if you're ready to join God's army tonight. Whatever age you are, whether you're an adult, whether you're a kid, whether you're a teenager, it doesn't make any difference. You can join God's army tonight. Who's ready to join God's army tonight? Come on. Many are called, but few are chosen. Become one of the chosen ones. Let's get unified and become part of a mighty army tonight. If... um, the small, the kids can get in the front row, and the and the older guys can get, the men can get behind. Let's have the kids in the front row. That's it. You know, my my wife had a vision years ago of God having calling an army, and what she saw, she saw all the adults running out to join the army, and the kids were jostled to the back. Then she saw God's hands come down and part it, and He brought His right hand and He ushers the children into the front. They were no longer at the back. So I want the kids in the front here because they are just as important to be part of God's army as the big people. They may not be as mature as you. They may not be as strong as you. They may not know as much as we. They may be a bit goofy sometimes because that's what kids are like. Come on, let's get you guys in the front here. But you know what? They are just as valuable to God as their dads are. Is that right? Amen. God's mighty army. God's mighty army. Thank you, Jesus. Now, take your hands out your pockets because when you're in God's army, that's right. Hold your heads up. Let me have a look at you. Okay, stand to attention now. Now, I just want to make sure something here. I'm just looking to double check here to make sure you're all all ready to join God's army you're on parade right now hallelujah do I need to take up another offering I hope not this is not a money offering but sometimes I have to take up a gum offering has anybody got gum in their mouth there's no gum in heaven nobody's got gum that's good so often I have to take gum offerings up you can't be on parade with gum right amen All right. thank you Jesus all right, now what I want you to do, now listen, we'll see what we're going to do tonight. We're going to have a supernatural happen. Now listen, we don't have to cry out to God to do something because he's already done it. Okay? All we have to do is to be ready to receive it. The day of Pentecost, God poured out the Holy Ghost and it's never stopped pouring out. So God's going to fall on you tonight. You're going to feel his presence tonight. And I don't know what will happen. You may shake, you may fall, you may roll around, you may weep, you may cry, you may be stuck to the wall or even stuck to the ceiling. I don't know. But if you're open for the Holy Ghost to, and just let go and let him have his way, anything can happen tonight. And we can have a supernatural party where all the angels come down and rejoice and we'll, be, we'll freak out the devil we'll freak him out because he hates it 
when you become powerful. So what you're going to do, so what we're going to do tonight first is to enlist you in God's army. We're going to we're going to pr- uh, make a commitment to join God's army. We're going to pray that prayer. And then afterwards, we're going to ask the Holy Ghost to come in a special way and you guys are going to do business with God. So don't get worried or fearful about what's going to happen because... <sighs> wow, I can feel it already. Are you ready? Put your right hand on your heart if you know where your right hand is. Close your eyes and pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus... I thank you for being the Son of God, for coming into this world and dying on a cruel cross and shedding your precious blood to wash my sins away. I thank you, Lord, that you took the rap for me, that you, the innocent one, became guilty, that me, the guilty one, might become innocent. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. But you didn't save me, Lord, to be a church-wise kid, to be a bored teenager, or a goofy grown-up. But you saved me, Lord, to become a dragon slayer, a warrior, a champion, and a world changer. And this night, I enlist in your mighty army I pledge my allegiance to you Lord Jesus that by your grace I will stay faithful and loyal to you all the days of my life I will not turn traitor and join the enemy camp join the devil camp thank you Lord I will wear my armor every day and I will be willing to go to spiritual boot camp and be trained. Thank you, Lord. Now, Satan, I declare war on you. As Moses came against Pharaoh and said, Let my people go, I come against you, Satan, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, take your hands off of me off of my body off of my mind off of my heart and off of my will off of my family and off of my friends you are a defeated enemy you are under my feet and I have victory in Jesus name thank you Lord for victory for victory. victory. For victory. victory. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now listen, if you meant that, and you didn't just say it, and you didn't mean it, but if you really meant it, the angels in heaven are having a big party right now, and Satan is freaking out. See, because when you do these things, you have to mean it in your heart. See, not just say the things, repeat. There's no magic in repeating things. It has to come from the heart. God looks at the heart. Okay, now what I want you guys to do now is just to close your eyes and talk to Jesus. You know, kids, you need to talk to him, not just in your mind, but with your with your voice. Begin to tell him 
that you love him if there's anything in your life you need to confess to him tell him ask him say Lord you know forgive me for having a bad attitude for doing something bad whatever it is being mean selfish whatever telling lies whatever whatever it is just tell Jesus about it right now just to talk to him and just tell him you love him at the same time thank you Lord and as you do I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come Lord on the day of Pentecost they were all in one place and they were all of one accord and suddenly there came a mighty rushing wind and you filled the place with your presence and your power where there is unity Lord there is power and Lord we stand here tonight in your presence and Holy Spirit we invite you to come and manifest yourself upon us, all of us we need fresh oil fresh anointing a fresh touch with you Lord take us Lord out of this place tonight into the supernatural realm let us begin to experience your presence and your anointing Holy Spirit you're welcome in this place you can come like a mighty rushing wind tonight you can come like a gentle breeze you can come like fire you can come like rain whichever way you want to come Holy Ghost come just come upon us and spring up oh well out of our innermost being so we can be saturated in your river tonight in Jesus name oh yes oh Jesus now 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 begin to praise him begin to pray over him oh in Jesus name get him somebody thank you just the anointing the anointing don't be scared just flow in that anointing tonight that's it just get your eyes on the Lord don't look at anyone else just get locked in with Jesus tonight just lift your head up to heaven don't bow your head because it makes you feel ashamed you know your sins have been washed clean so don't feel condemnation tonight just begin to receive from him tonight lift up your hands to heaven as you lift up your head as you do the Holy Ghost will come upon you the Holy Ghost will come upon you and you'll feel that anointing receive fill us up Lord in Jesus name oh in Jesus name sure yeah 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 thank you Lord yeah yeah touch our young lads Lord in Jesus name touch them Lord touch them there it is yeah that's it oh God speak to him speak to him speak to the Lord tell him how much you love anointing is all over you there it is it's all over him touch him Lord there it is yeah give him more Lord give him more 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 Lord more thank you Jesus yes thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, touch my young brother, Lord. Touch Chris in Jesus' name. Let God's anointing be upon him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Open your mouth, Chris. Begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. 
That's it. Don't be worried. That's natural. People start crying. That's what happens sometimes when the Holy Ghost comes. Thank you, Jesus. There it is. Yeah. More. More, Lord. More. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Sheila, Baba. More, Lord. More. You got it. Just take it. Just get him somebody. That's it. Go on, son. Don't be scared. Just receive it. Go on, receive it. Receive that anointing. Receive that anointing. Receive that anointing. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Receive that anointing. Oh, there. 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 Yes. Yes. <sighs> Fill him, Lord. Fill him. Fill him. And thrill him. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yeah. 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 It's one, two, Lord. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, touch us tonight. He's got it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's it. Let him take it. Holy Ghost. There it is. There it is, there it is, there it is. Fill up his hands in your anointing oil tonight. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yeah. So get him someone. More, Lord, more. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Out of his belly will flow a river, a river, a river, a river. Yeah, oh, right out of there. Yeah, yes, Lord, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. More, 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 more. He gave the spirit without measure, without measure. Joy. Yeah. Victory. Yeah. Finances. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. More. More. You're a God of abundance. 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 Put him in that river, Lord. The river of God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he'll laugh at his enemies. Yeah, he'll laugh at his enemies. Woo! Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pray like you've never prayed before. Sure, Abba Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, reach out. Hold your hands up. Hold your hands up. Hold your hands up. Say, fill me up, Lord. 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 Fill me up. Fill me. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give her a supernatural experience tonight, Lord Jesus. Yeah. 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 
see God wants us to let go completely and let God take over out of the religious into the supernatural you can have a ride with angels tonight you can go on a chariot ride tonight you can be taken up into heaven like those little kids in Ireland they all went they went on a trip you want to have a trip tonight around heaven go for it go on go for it forget about everyone around you forget about me anyone just lock yourself in with God and let him take you that's it don't try to work it out with your mind just let it go that's it go on you can go you can go there it is that's it take yeah she can go that's it don't worry don't worry she'll be fine see you, you need to get focused only on him forget about people around you forget about trying to you know forget about your friends that's it that's it all you've got to do is just let go there it is she's got it yeah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus it's easy it's so easy that it becomes difficult for some people because it's too easy and you think that you you know you have to try and work it out with your mind and all you've got to become is a little baby just relax and let God take over see we like to be filled with the spirit but we want to be in control but you know what when the spirit comes in like God wants it to we're no longer in control the spirit of God is God wants you to be spirit possessed lift your head up forget about everything now you're still holding on to the, to the natural see got to get right into the supernatural help me someone hold your hands up soldier close your eyes soldier stand back daddy Close your eyes, soldier. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to be a real soldier in God's army. Here it is. Thank you, Jesus. When you're on the floor, kids, begin to pray in the Spirit. Begin to pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit. Let it flow out of you. You're not going into a pond. You're going into a river. Oops, sorry. Let it flow out of you flow in and out thank you Jesus oh yeah there it is there it is there it is there it is Shisamaranda. yeah go on go for it go for it go on go all the way go on all the way yeah yeah go on all the way yeah go on more 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 don't fight it just take it yeah go on that's it go on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, break off every bondage in Jesus' name. Break it off. 
strongholds in Jesus' name. We break them off right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this little worshiper in Jesus' name. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my brother. Thank you, Lord, for my brother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> more. 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 That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. Go on. Put your hands on him. That's it. Keep going. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray, kids. Pray, pray, pray. Catch him, someone. Ombra sandria bumbro sobrota tarababara popopunda. E la shakabalama kabarandaleka. Oh Jesus, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Father, I pray that none of these children will be snatched away by the devil. Not one of them will be stolen by him. Not one of them will be taken that they will live self centered, selfish lives. I pray that every one of these children will make it. Lord, I pray that you'll give the fathers the wisdom that they need to train up their children. I pray that no father will lack in the calling that you've given him for his child or for his children, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that every one of them will make it in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, have your way tonight with our children. They are precious commodity. They belong to the Lord. They are his purpose they are oh yes you're going to go on a mission trip yeah and you're going to be a real worshipper too yeah in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name and Father, I pray for this young lad, even though he may not understand these things with his mind, Lord, that by, he'll understand them in his spirit, Lord. I pray for to touch his little spirit, Lord, with the Spirit of God, Lord, that he will have a love for you in his spirit, Lord, even though he won't be able to articulate everything and understand everything with his mind, Lord. I thank you that I've seen so many children like this have had a passionate love for Jesus and I pray Lord that you will manifest your reality to his spirit in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah Oh, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hold your hands up, brother. The Spirit of God's all on you. All on you. Look, there it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my brother. Thank you, Lord, what you're stirring in him right now. You're stirring his heart up right now in a special way for a fresh calling 
Even though, there it is, take it. There it is, yeah, take it. Go on, take it. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Rabba Sabalaba. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for our kids. Thank you for our kids. You know what? God's going to give you healing in your little hands. You're going to pray for sick people and they're going to be healed in Jesus' name. Yeah, there it is. Get God's anointing upon her, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. She's going to be a true worshipper of you, Lord, too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Give him a journey, Lord. Take him on a journey, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. You're my brother. Oh, Jesus, yes. Oh, Jesus, yes. There's been a, a, a some kind of a door that's been blocked to you. It's been shut, but that's going to open. It's going to open in Jesus' name. Yeah, you're going to go through. You're going to go through that door. There's, there's been a something in your life that's been blocking you from going forward into that which you desire, but that's going to open right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is. The next step. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Bushalabasi. Rumba Babasabarandai. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for my little brother. Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Rabbi Thank you, Lord. More, Lord, more. More, more. The God of more. There is more. <laughs> mm. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for more. Thank you, Lord, for more, 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 for more. Jesus' name. Here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 